Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming at you live from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California, this is the Blue Heaven Podcast. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. That gentleman right there is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, you know, I should say we're coming at you live from 110 Studio, by the way. Guys, if you like where we do this show, you can do it too. You could do whatever you want in our studio, in this great studio here located in South Pasadena, California. So here's a little plug for you. Go to 110studio.la if you want to find out more. We'll talk more about all that in a little bit. But, Doug, how are you doing today? It is a Tuesday. It has been a while since Blue Heaven has been live on a Tuesday. It's the Tuesday. It's been too long yesterday. Yeah, the Monday Night Football, MLK Day, but we're back in action. Lots to get into. Yes, sir. We're break out our lineups. We're going to talk some Tony Gonsolin. We still haven't gotten your opinion on the, the Rojas trade, so lots Mickey. to get into in this one. But thanks for rocking with us, Dodgers Nation. Let us know down below in the comments where you're rocking with us. Get those city zip codes down below. we got Anthony Keene. Yo, happy Tuesday. My dude, Keen. Danny, says yo, hello from the South Bay. So, yeah, man, fire up these comments. Calvin saying D-Mac, the GOAT, uh, Juan is missing the Dodgers. I said it in the last stream last week. You know, it's finally for me after, you know, an ugly exit in October. I'm I'm all in. I'm, I'm ready. I need some baseball again right now. So, less than a month, pitchers and catchers report. That date uh, reported, reported officially last week. Uh, what is the 15th pitchers and catchers report on the 13th, which is a Monday. Players participating in the World Baseball Classic can or should be reporting to camp because uh, one of the things I think maybe maybe it's just me. Some folks don't think that much about. Hey, this is going to be a very different looking spring training yet again because there's going to be a bunch of players missing, a bunch of the the top players in baseball missing from their clubs for what a month or so yeah it's going to be quite some time it's going to be a different atmosphere at spring training because when you go to spring training you're like yeah i don't care if we beat the white Sox or whatever it may be but you still see the stars now you're going to be paying attention to that world baseball classic which i still think it's good it's good for the game and hopefully my team wins the dominican republic <laughs> going for the dr baby <laughs> He's rooting. He's rooting against. Not the U.S. <laughs> he's rooting against. Well, you're not going Canada and Freddie you know, Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Yeah, that's this, right. Look, uh, it's going to be an exciting tournament. Oh, got, Canada. <laughs> we got we got DJ Cody in the stream. Look at him, looking beautiful. He's here to read all your super chats because that's what he he really enjoys doing, showing off that uh, he can read. Calvin, representing from Palmdale. I don't remember if we said that one yet. Nando saying tequila Tuesday could be a thing. You can have some delicious. Hornitos tequila. Hornitos, Hornitos, Hornitos one Perdomo. tequila, two tequila. I am Donovan tequila really floor. loves our setup. He says, what the F do you have the table set up sideways, stupid? Hashtag fire Dave Roberts. We, fire love, Dave Roberts. we love a good fire Dave Roberts. Uh, Adam's checking Hashtag in from Australia. Bosses. Let's go. That's uh, the 2540. That's a lot of numbers over there. I'm just saying. Uh, Alonzo. 
hey Doug, did you recruit Max Fried over the weekend? What's going on with you and uh, I, I the was Max Fried vibes? I was sending yeah. him vibes. I I didn't go up and make it really obvious, but like I said on the show last week, Max Fried went to Harvard Westlake. We know he grew up loving the Dodgers. There's been some talk. Maybe he's not as happy in Atlanta. Imagine Max Fried replacing Clayton Kershaw as the left-handed starting ace of the future. It could be very interesting. I'd love to see Max Fried in LA, but uh, don't think it's gonna happen. But you never know. Remember, if he if he recruits him, if he, he's open about it, you're going to get sued. I think that's how it goes, right? MLB comes there, out. There's you. a little tampering. There's a little tampering, <laughs> yeah, for tampering sure. Right there. For sure. I mean, clearly Keen, love being around those Dodgers. I'll say that much, though. <laughs> Keen, I know. It's kind of weird to see him. At, I mean, not weird. It's a, it's a great event, by the way. We want to hear about the CT3 event you guys were at last week. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some hiccups to an event like that. First time doing it in L.A., the first event of the new year. A lot going on. The Dodgers are involved in it. But it looked like... Just following you guys on social media, it looks like people had a really good time at the CT3 Foundation inaugural Los Angeles version of Driving for Hope. Go and give us your thoughts on that real quick. Uh, go ahead, Cody. What do you uh, what do you think about that event? What's going on? Give us the, the inside scoop on Doug rubbing elbows with all the stars. All the well, stars. Well, let me say this: the stars were definitely out for the event for sure. I mean, Meta World Peace was there. Matt Liner was there. Uh, who else? <laughs> there was too many like That's people. It. Those are the important ones for him. <laughs> uh, Albert Theo or Theo Albert was Did you there. Get a hug? No, I didn't get a hug. Come on. We were gonna ask him about the hug, but you know, we didn't. You know, it's personal. There's a bear know. hug and there's a Doug hug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I know Doug, it would have been uncomfortable if Doug was hugging him. It would have been great for the cameras, but we weren't able to get it. But it was a great event. Just I mean, they took over. In there. They took over the entire like. I mean, all the all the stalls were taken over. Um, is a great cause, great uh, event, and uh, job well done. And I'm sure they're going to host a bunch more at the top top, top golf, golf in El Segundo. The I mean, lakes at El Segundo, I think that's oh. uh, that's what it's called. The lakes at El Segundo. Yeah, it's also the first year we've had top golf open uh, around here. What what is what is your thoughts? Like, give us some takeaways there, Mr. Dmac. It was a great event, like Cody said. The stars were out. You had the legendary Fernando Valenzuela in the house. Ron Artest, Matt Leinart, and it was just a great event. Chris Taylor and his wife Mary did they did a fantastic yeah. job. You had George Lopez was hosting it. So this is one of those only in Los Angeles type events. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> yeah. the Milwaukee Brewers aren't getting George Lopez to host their charity events. And I thought that there was a lot of support too. You saw Gavin Lux there. You saw Tio Albert, Albert Pujols. You saw Gonsolin without his contract. Gonsolin without his contract. The <laughs> Catman, he was in the mix. And yeah, you saw Freddie Freeman and his son Charlie. I don't know who's more famous at this point. Is it Freddie Freeman or is it Charlie Charlie's Freeman? Getting there, man. He's getting up there. And then, of of course, G Lux was in the building. You saw, yeah, it was just a nice, a nice group of support out there for Chris Taylor. He does a fantastic job. He does so much work in the community, him and his <laughs> wife, Mary, for their foundation that really helps kids with pediatric cancer. So definitely a yeah. great now, night at Top Golf. Yeah, like, sorry, real quick. Like you said, Shout out to CT3 and Mary because, like you said, it was their first event. And you could tell that it was their first event because they were literally running around the yeah. entire time. Like, it was hard for them to, like, stay at one place and, like, kind of, I'm sure, to enjoy the event. But they were just, like, walking it, around. So it's shout almost, out to them, though. It's almost like a wedding. You know? exactly, you're just, you're just exactly, always yeah. being pulled in every exactly. place when really you should be getting drunk and dancing with your wife. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. No, there's no question about <laughs> it. I think that's how weddings go, right? That's a that's a secret to a happy happy relationship, they say. Yeah, no, that's the key to, to happiness, right there. I mean, yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking, see them swing those those golf clubs. And I was like, much rather see them swing their baseball bats. Coming Although soon. Freddie Freeman, he was hitting rocket shots. I mean, effortlessly hitting rocket shots, and remind me of the the good times that we had, you and I. 
at Top Golf at Dodger Stadium. He's he's trying to press when, me to get that Michelada back. Guys, huh? this is a, I'm gonna seriously need to file a lawsuit here. He still owes me a Michelada for winning the closest to the pink competition. We at, didn't go. We didn't go to a game last year. I can't I can't give you a Mitchie if we don't go to a All-Star. game. We were there at All Star. That doesn't count. That's not a real game. Also, I had also, the nice I had the nice birdie talk birdie to me. I mean, come on now. <laughs> you had to give give me my Michelada. <laughs> so guys if you want to see more we're gonna have more coming out on our youtube channel so while you're here do subscribe if you want to see more of it already out it's on instagram and if you want to see doug talk to mr chris taylor that's also on our youtube channel already really good talk with ct3 really good talk dropped today with max muncie uh we've been doing this for a while uh i've i've interviewed a few dozen players and people around the team but that Mon- uh, muncie interview you know to pardon my french you fucking crushed it dude like everything about it was great beep oh there's no that's not a beep so you're, you're all good you're all you, good you but were praising him so i, I didn't know, you know yeah, yeah but know. guys do check it out we're gonna have a little bit of an excerpt in here but let's get back into the comments soul yeah, bro yeah. from soul soul isn't spelled like the korean soul shout out from portland the 503 uh richard checking in from uh, crestline deborah young is in the house we can't lose the cat man michael's saying what's up dougie fresh <laughs> roberto says if you don't fire dave roberts you don't know what the f you're talking about so we got a little love we got some correa love in there nice. know the facts know we, got, the facts. we got anthony key says charlie freeman is destined to get his own disney show i like that one we got ramon ramirez what up julio urias should be the ace of our pitching staff from cali 90059 the urias is definitely the ace as of right now we've got a long one from uh we got a long one from uh he brought his his senior thesis right here so i'm gonna skip that one but uh, <laughs> i like nando 390 uh, or dancing with your wife's friend at the wedding <laughs> that's always a good one for sure oh <laughs> uh, hey yeah i'm a real fan of your wife's boyfriend i'm just saying uh, <laughs> my boy hamilton says dmac the best at talking in interviews <laughs> It's really hey, good times. Hey, I'm gonna interview you, Hamilton. Good Brian, times. Brian says, uh, so are they trading Trinan this year to offload salary? What do we got going on in here? We got a bug, we got a mole, because you were literally talking about that earlier. I mean, I don't think they will, but if they do want to shed some salary, that to me would be the first guy you would explore because one, he's not gonna help you this season because he's gonna miss the entire year. You're not gonna trade away Max Months, you're not gonna trade away Chris Taylor. If there is a team out there that likes some of these Dodgers prospects that they would be making av- making them available. Blake Trinan would be that guy. $8 million, is that enough to really give yourself a cushion to the point where if you do make trades during the season, that you could still stay under that CBT? That's the big question for me. But look, I mean, this is Andrew Friedman. If there is a move to be made, he can find another bullpen piece in 2024. So I don't expect it to happen, but if they do want to go that route and really get under that CBT, which I see a lot of people out there, they talk about, yeah, you want to make this Dodger team where you want to get under and it's oh they make so much money in revenue they print money yeah but you have to understand if you go out there and you do sign a Shohei Otani which is the dream by the way have a little prayer circle before every show (laughs) for Shohei Otani in 2024 but if you do sign a Shohei Otani who gets the qualifying offer then you're going to be taking away more draft picks if you are over that CBT for the fourth year we know this Dodgers team is built to win in the long run it's about the sustainability so yeah I think I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, it would be nice to send him to maybe the Nationals. You know, he'd be close to the the capital. But no, it's playing. But uh, <laughs> but uh, Blake's trying. I don't anticipate they will trade him. <clears throat> we'll we'll get to more. I think I think for once in in this show for a while, we don't want to talk too much about trades. I really don't want to talk about 
Brian Reynolds. I don't want to talk about other things that could happen. Let's talk about real things. I want to talk about uh, arbitration day. That's the thing that happened. Uh, we do have a giveaway in today's show, by the way. Again, the Miguel Rojas stuff happened. Uh, we got to talk about that and what the roster outlook and all that. And everybody here in the studio is going to give a uh, lineup prediction. And you guys can play along in the comments as well. And again, the Max Muncy excerpt. So let's get into it. Uh, some viewed the... I mean, until I did the numbers like a half an hour ago, I also viewed the Dodgers arbitration day as a win, um, at least by projections projected. Uh, they were going to go, well, I guess if you include Gonsolin's projected 3.5 mil, you, they would be just under $40 million in projected payroll via arbitration. They ended up uh, making it just, what, I think, half a million um, paying over half a million as of now half a million over projections maybe that's why they're trying to save that 400,000 on on um Gonsolin the big one Julio Urias 14.25 million dollars in his final arbitration deal before free agency what do you think about the deal what'd you like about it I know you also had a, a Julio video you dropped uh, over the weekend but give us some thoughts on Julio real quick go ahead yeah, definitely a nice bump in pay for Julio, who last year he proved once again that he's a top 10 starter in all of Major League Baseball, led the National League in ERA. And I think that really we're headed towards a big payday for Julio. And I'm sure we're going to talk about this in another episode. The only question is just how much money is he going to get? And is it going to be from the Dodgers? Because we know he's represented by the Thanos of baseball sports agents, and that is Scott Boris. And will he try to come back to L.A.? So, yeah, I think that they took care of Julio. It was a nice bump in pay. And I think that he's set up to have another big year, especially when you consider the role he's going to have for this yeah. team. You don't have Walker Buehler this season. Clayton Kershaw we know he's probably going to get maybe 130 innings this season yeah. at most. So if he goes out there this season and he leads this team to another great year and he finishes in the top 10 in Cy Young votes, he's going to get a massive bag as the best starting pitcher available next offseason. Yeah, I mean, outside of Shohei, of course, Shohei is a very different case. You know, some people are calling this the year of Shohei. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Noah Cameras for coining that initially. It's later stolen by Jeff Passan. But, um, no, I mean, Julio's got everything on the table this year. This is a platform year. If he goes out and throws up another, you know, 30-start season, the bag is firmly his. But we will, like he said, we'll, we'll talk more about this uh, later this week. We're going to put together a roundtable, I believe, possibly on Friday, with special guest. So, intrigue. I know some folks, <laughs> some folks uh, don't understand or did not like the don't understand why and did not like Bueller getting an eight million dollar contract. Uh, you know, just because he's hurt doesn't mean he doesn't get paid for the some folks that don't understand that. But um, just under projections, eight point oh two five is what uh, he settled at. Projections was eight point one. All in all, a good deal for for somebody that's maybe maybe at best a September possibility. I was talking to somebody earlier about, um, and by the way, I, usually when I say that, I'm not lying. I call my friend and whenever I'm <laughs> driving here just to have bullshit baseball conversations. But thank you. Yeah, I don't want to say conversations live on the air like that. Uh, uh, this is somebody, if if all the cards fall the right way, he's not going to start. Walker Bueller is not going to start for this team in 2023 but if he somehow finds his way back as a reliever becomes a, a, a an option in the postseason then you're looking all of a sudden at somebody who could almost be 
uh, like Julio was in 2020. He could be that guy. They've built him up to like 40, 45 pitches at most. Something. You know, you could see him knock down three innings in a big game, maybe, per, perhaps. But, um, yeah. Know. I mean, I think that when it comes to Walker Bueller, we don't want to get into that habit that we saw last season where we were banking on guys to return like the Dustin May types. And if Bueller can come back, that's great because last season he wasn't the Walker Bueller. He wasn't the yeah. Butane. They really established himself as one of the, not only the best pitchers in the game, but one of the most clutch postseason pitchers in the game. And when you talk about the arbitration number, I mean, he was right around some of his projections and last season, next year, he has one more arbitration year left. And if you look at, when I look at Walker Bueller, I look at that 294 ERA in 15 postseason starts and how excellent he's been on the big stage. But for him to be that guy, you need to see him sort of get that velocity at least close to where it was. Because when yeah. we saw him in 2020, he was pumping triple digits. He was pumping 99 miles per hour. But last year, it was Bueller's year off. And I think he was kind of due to hit a little bit of a reset. But it would be great to have him back maybe as a multi-inning reliever coming out of that bullpen. Yeah. Teams would really be blown away because they wouldn't really know what to expect so to me that is the best case scenario for Bueller this season worst cases you see him early in 2024 yeah. but he's such a workhorse and such a gamer and he's so competitive that I know he's itching to get back there on the mound yeah I mean from from all accounts what we heard uh, I forget who did it uh, but he he sat down for an interview around the time that uh, he held his annual golf tournament which there was not really much publicity about or around. He just kind of went and did the event and didn't think told too many people about it. But uh, one of the things he mentioned is like, hey, the uh, the recovery is coming along well. You know, he's 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 progressing. There's no hiccups so far, and he's absolutely the type of dude who's going to put in the work. And I don't know, man. Like at first when it happened, it was uh, August 26th, I believe it was last year. He underwent the knife. This is in the realm of possibility, you know. Yeah, it's a second time going through it, but he doesn't need to build up to a full starter's workload. So if you're looking, you know, 12 months, I, I mean, do you push it in that case? Like, or would you rather just call it a wash and go 23? I, I mean, 24. I mean, it's a great question because you consider the competitor and the guy it is, and it's Walker Bueller. And Walker F. and Bueller, if he's 90%, and he knows he can help this team, yep. he's going to want to be out there on the mound. I mean, you saw him throw out his first pitch at his bobblehead night. He did it left-handed. <laughs> I mean, this guy he's... lives and breathes baseball. So, yeah. I mean, I would love to see him. Maybe see him as an opener. Maybe see him in big spots. But he's a winner. And <laughs> having Walker Buehler back is would be such a massive boost to this Dodgers rotation or their bullpen. But, yeah, I do think if there's anyone that can do it, he, there's no one that's in better shape that takes care of their body more and does the work in between starts quite like Walker Buehler. So something tells me when you consider the fact how much he loves Clayton Kershaw, Bue Bue, right? How much he loves Clayton Kershaw. The fact that this could be Kershaw's last year, I think maybe he wants to be back to make one more run with Clayton Kershaw. That's an interesting point. You know, all the reasons to want to go out and pitch and, as we know, all the reasons to not want to be home for Walker Buehler. Will Smith <laughs> Clint, is the next me, guy. <laughs> Will Smith agrees to a $5.25 million, just a hair over the projected $5.2 million. First time going through arbitration. Good deal. Good deal for Will. Um, dudes earned it. I mean, we're looking 
you know, at the floor, a top five catcher in baseball, but yeah. really in the conversation, maybe as high as top three. If you're really going yeah. nuts, you might be able to pull a two out of your ass. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, a, it's a good deal. All-star voters probably want to pay him like $2, right? Because he gets snubbed each and every year, does Mr. Will Smith. And yeah, he was fantastic last season, led all of Major League Baseball with 87 runs batted in, had 24 bombs. That was mm -hmm. second. So he continues to just grow and grow and grow. And I think this is the year <laughs> where he gets off to a good start because in May last year, got off to a slow start, really was consistently one of the Dodgers' best hitters for the entire season. So yeah, that's a nice little payday for Smitty. Yeah, and... and you know, the counting stats, again, they, they looked pretty decent. And some, you also might be able to say that it was kind of a down year for him. You know, the numbers weren't, they didn't pop as much as they did in 21. So I'm really expecting big things out of this guy in in, in uh, 23. I think I was, uh, last week, I said as a bold prediction, he was going to be my home run leader for the team. That's me just I like that. having some fun. But if I'm right, I nailed it. Dustin May gets a decent raise in his first time going through the ARB process. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised. Was it actually arbitration for him? Because I, I guess when yeah. you're on the IL, you do get Still, the same yeah. amount. You get He's a super two, I guess. But yeah. 1.675 projected was 1.4. He's going to play a huge role for this team for sure. Yancy, uh, Yancy Almonte gets a, a kind of surprisingly good deal. He was projected for one mil. Uh, these are all MLB trade rumors, by the way. But uh, 1.5 for Yancey, of the relief core, he's the highest paid guy. I mean, healthy guy right now. It's kind of kind of surprising to see him as where, like, Caleb Ferguson settles at 1.1 at right at the projection. What do you think about that? Like, if you're Caleb Ferguson, are you mad that this random dude who just showed up last year, great year, by the way, for Yancey, win healthy. But Congratulations to Yancey, by the way, too. Oh, yeah, got married, got a nice $1.1 million um Wedding gift from the Dodgers. Good stuff. Yancey Al Money. That's what we call him around these parts. And he was so effective for this Dodgers team. A 1.02 ERA in 33 games last year. You saw him change that pitch mix. He completely ditched that four-seam fastball. He was lethal with that two-seam slider combination. And, yeah, Caleb Ferguson is a guy that, yeah, he started the year great, gave up no runs, first 20 appearances, something like that. And then kind of started to fade a little down the stretch. Struggle with command at times. But, yeah, I think that I don't think they're griping too much. I mean, uh, Yancey Almonte is really a good story for the Dodgers. And Caleb Ferguson is a guy who his role has been a little undefined. Sometimes you wonder how high the Dodgers are on Fergie. Sometimes it feels yeah. like they are. Sometimes it feels like they're not. I remember that guy who started the 2020 season on fire, and he looked yeah. like one of the better relievers in the game. So I'm still very <laughs> high on Fergie. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he was one of the guys I really thought would be traded this offseason. He's not happy with his team. He does not appear happy with his team or his role. Uh, I I would presume he wants to be starting somewhere. I don't know if he profiles as a starter. I mean, he looks like a great Milwaukee starter, to be honest. But um, <laughs> He really does. You really hit that on the nail. <laughs> but he's also like one of the left-handers out of that bullpen for sure. I mean, it's going to be Vesia and then him and... Um, there are other guys I can't remember at the moment. Finally, not Scott Alexander, because he's always a guy that we've talked a lot about on the show. Anyways, moving on outside, we're not talking about bullpen. We're talking about arbitration. Trace Thompson, less than the projection, but still a good payday for him. $1.45 million to probably be dfa'd in, in april i'm just saying i don't i don't know wow. I, I really want to be high don't worry that's a round table coming at you eventually but what do you think about the trace thing good deal good enough 
Yeah, I think you got to feel good about Trace Thompson getting that deal considering the year he had last season. I think it remains to be seen if Cinderella has turned into a pumpkin, if Trace Thompson is going to continue that momentum where you look at that NLDS, he played in all those games, started all those games, had an increased role, did struggle a little bit down the stretch. If you look at that BABIP, he is sort of a BABIP merchant. You look at those reverse splits where he was supposed to mash against lefties, really had an OPS yeah. over 1,000 against righties and an OPS under 700 against lefties. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see if I mean because last year he really did a nice job punishing those mistakes. Yes, but it, for him it almost felt like anything you were getting from him was icy on the cake. Now it's like okay, we paid you a little bit and we have an opportunity for you in center field. Can he handle that pressure? Because I don't know, I'm not so sure. I think uh, it's a great story, but I think the Dodgers might be without a trace at some point next season. Oh, you heard it here first, folks. Finally, the last two, Evan Phillips gets himself a good payday from a scrap heap to one point three. Uh, I mean, I think you posted about it on, on your Twitter. You look at his numbers before L.A., just completely different human being. Uh, hopefully the trend continues because the dude's been absolutely nasty here at the Dodgers. But, yeah, he gets uh, just under the projection, but still a good, good deal for him. And Brewster, Mr. Bruce Dargrad are all $1.225 million. Bunch of numbers, bunch of figures. It's a, a super fun segment to talk about people getting paid million dollars, but not us. But let's talk about Could be Anthony Catman Goslin. Tony Gonslin does not have a contract at this moment. He's asking $3.4 million. The projected was $3.5 million. The Dodgers have countered at $3 million, and I don't know if they're not budging. I don't know what the deal is here, but... Um, what do you think? Does this go to a hearing? I don't think it does. I mean, generally, they'll find a middle ground. They'll probably settle at $3.2 million in this case. But I think the bigger question here is, what do you do if you're the Dodgers as far as can you explore maybe buying out some of those arbitration yeah. years, maybe take a page out of the Atlanta Braves book Ooh. and say, hey, <laughs> From a leverage standpoint, yes, you had a fantastic season. Yes, when you went on the IL, you were leading the National League in ERA. You had a really breakout year. The time was meow for the Catman last season. But on the same token, he has dealt with injuries, that forearm strain, and those postseason woes continue yeah. to haunt him. Maybe for the Dodgers, and you say, hey, maybe we can get a two-year deal done. Maybe we can get him for two years, $8 million. Maybe we can get him on a multi-year deal extension because, I mean, he'll be, I mean, if you look at his, uh, he'll be a free agent until he's age 33 so mm -hmm. i mean i think if you're gonslin you see what the dodgers bring to the table but the bottom line is yeah you're not talking about him coming uh, to the table with a five million dollar figure and the dodgers at three million they're really close as you mentioned at four hundred thousand. so they're going to get a deal done i think the just the big question now is can you possibly look to get one of those extensions done also what kind of role do you have for tony gonslin i think yeah. it's really interesting because he is a guy that if you were going to explore the trade market and you wanted to include win now pieces and the team wanted more of an established pitcher, he's a guy who you could potentially sell high on. Now, I did predict him. You mentioned your prediction for Will Smith for most home runs. <laughs> Gonson was my prediction to have the lowest ERA this season. So I still believe in him as a starter. But yeah, I don't make too much of this little quibble with them. What do you say? I mean, I I looked about uh, I look at it and I wrote about it uh, somewhere. I forgot which which site, but anyways, uh, looking at and just kind of reading the way this relationship has been between the Dodgers and Gonsolin uh, over the years, the way they've kind of used him. You know, he wasn't on the 2019 postseason roster. Um, really had no role in the 20 postseason, and you know, ultimately was hurt this past postseason, but. 
I think uh, that combined, like you said, with the injuries, because he had he had the shoulder thing that cost him a bunch of time in 21, and then the forearm, the elbow issue area um, popping up towards the end of the season, co- costing him all of his momentum and a lot of his bargaining chip here um, in arbitration. I don't know. I just I kind of worry somewhat about the relationship, and and you know this is not a team that's, um, or I should say this is not a. a a front office that's afraid to go to a hearing because we saw it in 20 with uh, them going to to an arbitration hearing with fan favorite Jock Peterson, by the way. That's a pretty big-time piece. Uh, they lo- or they won that case against Jock, but they did lose against uh, La Mula, the human rain delay, uh, Pedro Baez in, in that offseason as well. But I would not be surprised, but also the fact that it's, it's, it's such a, I say $400,000 is a small amount of money. I would love to have $400,000 right now, but in terms of all of this, you know, you just gave some dude free $22.5 million. It seems like chump change to have any sort of, I don't know, potentially negative press surrounding you. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm borderline concerned about the, the relationship there. But. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Is it because you think that this might uh, kind of throw a wrench in their relationship as far as like moving forward, maybe his momentum to this season, because I think that's just how the Dodgers do things when you consider, yeah, they're, they're a file and uh, file and trial team, but you can still negotiate and they're not going to want to get to the arbitration because that'll get ugly. But the Dodgers are really smart the way they manage their arbitration. Yeah, I mean, we saw it a couple of years ago. You know, uh, they came to terms with with Barnes. They had the the two year deal with with Walker that just ran out and left him one more year of arbitration. So, if they're open to something like you mentioned, the multi year deal, they're definitely open to something. But also, like, put yourself in Gonzalez's shoes. Like, they have a lot of fuel for a fire against you. In, yeah, in an arbitration hearing because it'd be like 9.2 postseason ERA, two two years of pretty significant injuries or injuries costing you significant amount of time. Uh, on Gonsolin's side, it could be like, hey, I you know, pretty much led the league in ERA if I had enough innings and also was an all, you know, all-star for the first time, uh, was leading the league in wins for most of the season, had, <laughs> having the best uh, winning percentage on the team, essentially. Like, there's a lot that can go both ways. So it could get kind of ugly, but um, hopefully it doesn't get that far. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's only 4k, only 4k, 400K. only $400,000. Jeez. Just I mean, jump change, you know? Yeah. It's not like that. I mean, like, no, give me 400 grand real quick. All right. Thank you. Yeah. I Venmo mean, me, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Tony Gonson, but I think this is kind of how this organization does things. I mean, what do they say? Rich people stay rich by living like they're broke. Okay. They're not just handing out money. So I think when this, when they no, look at Tony Gonson, you look at that last week, they're kind of just handing out money. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's certain players that, I mean, there's yeah, lots yeah, of, there's yeah, some yeah, dead yeah. money that we won't mention the 22.5 million as it stands right now. But yeah, Tony Gonson's a guy who had a high bab hip last season. I think too, is there a looming arm injury? That to me would be my biggest concern. Mm. But when it comes to arbitration and settling, 
I think they're going to find a way to come to agreement. But uh, yeah, if I'm the Dodgers, I definitely think long and hard about an extension, trying to trying to uh, <laughs> trying to save some money because the Dodgers really haven't, I think, tapped into that quite enough. Yeah. So. They got, uh, I don't know, I don't know when, when hearing season starts, but they have a few weeks to kind of figure something out. It will happen before spring training, but I think in 20, it actually was happening just as spring training started. So I remember that, plus for poor Jock and the ugliness of that being just around the time he was traded, then not traded to the Angels. Yeah. Um, so uh, funny, funny times. But uh, let's get into a few of the comments here. Um, Noah in the stream saying i think if gunson starts a year off strong the dodgers should trade him before the deadline i mean he is an option maybe that corbin burns willie adamas trades happen uh in season yeah maybe brian uh brian uh reynolds happens in season he is a chip there's no question about it and mm -hmm. that's why another reason why you look at an extension you possibly make him a more viable asset mm -hmm. uh ghost cat 69 great name by the way so see if he is worth <laughs> it uh boomer assassin don't touch the cat man Swelling Sausage says, Sausage in-house. Thank you. Um, then I'll start Gonsolin at Padres. I don't know what that one's about. Uh, trade that Catman guy, says B920. Nando390, Gonsolin trying to get paid like he's an ace, but he's not an ace. I don't know if this is ace money, but, you know, it's it's decent. It's a decent contract if you're trying to get three, 3.4 milli. Just saying. <laughs> Seth, Seth Gribble can donate 100K V-Bucks. <laughs> nice. What's a V Buck? I don't know what a V Buck is. Is that a Verizon thing? Verizon. I think that's a Verizon. It's a Fortnite. Is it Fortnite? It's a Fortnite? Fortnite. Shout out to the to the kids. Awkward. The little kitty kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got uh, John. Give us some Fortnite dances, Cody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, we got Seth dab, Gribble. Dab dab on the haters. Is that what the kids still do? Oh. <laughs> Oh, there sick you go. dab. So Gribble says, Jock is my favorite Dodger ever since the you like that moment in the World Series. LOL. We've that's got good. Noah Cameras. We already read that one about the 400,000. Yes. Michael, 400K. That's <laughs> Dougie. Fresh money. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We got uh, Steven over on YouTube. I'm surprised it has not it been settled. We've got Seth. I can donate 100K. Okay, already yeah, got, that, got one. that one. Um, Seth also liked the, uh, the interview with uh, Mr. Max Muncy and Douglas McCain. So if you guys haven't Seth seen Gribble. that, of course, My man. do check it out again here. Glad you liked his YouTube. horse. I mean, everyone says I love, that, yeah, you, well, I guess you, we didn't have the screen set up for you to see him. Yeah. And also, Cody and I messed up and forgot to push record on Doug's video. <laughs> okay, so, Max. Okay, Max. So yeah, what, good times. what you guys are seeing on the video... Um, it's a little bit of editing magic, but uh, still, content is great. Did we get that on a, as podcast yet? No. Okay. It'll be out today. So, Tomorrow. podcast. Tomorrow morning. Pod, what about this? We'll put this up first. A we'll podcast also, <laughs> podcast version will be available in its entirety. Um, anyways, people, uh, <laughs> we got one guy. For Seth Gribble says Fortnite, you boomers, and Adam Adam laughing at my thinking V Bucks were Verizon. Look, I think you get V Bucks on Verizon. Like, v Bucks. I don't know, man. V Bucks are expensive, guys. It's a good amount of money. Is this true? Do you have sources? I no, I can't rest my source. Oh, is this true? Oh man, big time. What happens to you? Wow. Hire, hire little kitty kid. Speaking of uh, V Bucks, you guys want a hat? <laughs> Guys, we're doing a giveaway. Uh, we got to post it on our Instagram. We had a lot of things going on in the office before the show here. But we are giving away an authentic vintage, not vintage, but a real new era baseball cap 
fitted, whatever you want, 3930, you want a 5950, whatever it is, but it's going to say LA or Dodgers or that big D. If you want the big D, we can get you the big D as <laughs> well. We're giving away a hat. So go to dodgersnation.com slash giveaways. It's a slash, like slash giveaways with an S. And, uh, you know, fill out the, the little form there, and we're going to get you a chance to win that hat. Win, uh, go and earn as many raffle tickets in the <laughs> yep. thing as you can, and you could be able to get that hat. We're going to announce the winner of the hat right here on this show, not next Monday, but the following Monday. So you got time to go get some tickets, win yourself a hat. It's cool because hats are cool, and it's like you want a new hat for spring training. So I know I love new hats. Never, the kid never had enough hats. You know what I'm saying? No, it, no. It, gets, it gets you a fresh lid See, for like, sure. I like want the you, big hat. You're, you're a polo guy. I think you go to a game, you just buy a polo each game. I go to spring training. I got to get a new spring training hat every year. Is that your thing? Yeah, big time. And they're like 90,000 bucks now. So if you guys can get About a free hat at DodgersNation.com, so I've give, I don't so know enough kidneys to sell for that. I mean, geez. <laughs> and but. then while you're on the internet, go to 110 Studio. Uh, dot LA and you could work here not with us but like us it's cool we got a couch we got a Noah he might be here we don't know but there's stuff all around us what's going on over here you can find out if you work here and there's the look <laughs> there's the look of excitement we'll have more official promotional video for that eventually but uh, you know late day all right guys let's talk more about your Los Angeles Dodgers there was big-ish news they made a trade Old friend, old pal, best buddy in the whole wide world, Miguel Rojas, back in Dodger blue, number 72. No more. He'll be wearing number 11. That was revealed on his Instagram. Check out my Instagram, my Twitter about that. But anyways, mixed reactions online. It doesn't, it turns out this is not the move Dodger fans were hoping for. Yeah, I saw, I think, most Dodger fans in our poll we ran is that as a C. By the way, let us know down below, what grade do you give the Miguel Rojas trade or Miguel Rojas? I got to roll the R's for my man Juan Toribio. But, uh, yeah, Miguel Rojas, I think it's a very interesting trade for the Dodgers. Me, personally, when you consider the fact it's a one-for-one -one trade for Jacob Amaya, I like the move. I think Jacob, I think uh, Miguel Rojas is a guy that provides that much-needed depth you need at that shortstop position. If Gavin Lux can't handle the position, if Gavin Lux gets injured, Let's not forget, Lux has been banged up yeah. the last few seasons. And I, he also, he's a guy that was one of the most popular players in that clubhouse. He's a leader. He's a veteran. <laughs> and yes, he does not do it. does not provide a lot of pop offensively, just 39 bombs in nine seasons. He has been yeah. a below average bat. If you look at his WRC plus last season, it was last among qualified shortstops. But what he does bring is top level defense. He is yep. a top five to 10 defensive shortstop, even entering his age 34 season and that is a premium moving forward with the restricted shift you need a guy that you can trust you need a little bit of that contingency plan if Gavin Lux can't handle the position mm -hmm. and I think it's kind of funny out there a lot of people saying oh Jacob Amaya he could have done that and have six years of team control and yes I love the fact that Jacob Amaya is from West Covina I love the fact that his granddad was in the Dodgers farm system back in Brooklyn but mm -hmm. let's be honest here he is an unproven commodity and we don't know if he's going to be able to hack it at the big league level, whereas Miguel Rojas, we know at least, at the very least defensively, he's one of the best shortstops in the game with the glove. A couple important things you get with this guy, like you said. You get the, the veteran moxie. It's an important piece to add to this club following the departure of Justin Turner because, I mean, it's a, sort of a club without a voice. Uh, you assume Mookie's going to be the guy to step up, I think, 
Our friend Maxwell Muncie could be a guy who really steps up in, into more of a leadership role this year. And and you know, one of the things I really also liked is that the Rojas is um his whatever he provides like his presence is is known it's well known around the league because like when when you were talking to Muncie this the trade had happened maybe what half an hour before and Max is already connected and he was stoked about it because you know Max is like all of us you know he's he seems like he's he's a legit Dodger fan these days and uh he's he's excited to have this guy in your team and uh, in on the team in the clubhouse and I think it's gonna be a good addition one of the things I've been harping on for a while is that I did not like that this team did not have a true backup at third base. And you get not only plus-plus defense at short with Miggy Rojas, Miggy Rowe as we call him, you got 3B. We've seen it in action, Dodger fans, what this guy can do at third base. But also you get some help at 2B elite-level defense on the infield, which, yeah, I like I like Chris Taylor as a shortstop, but this is this is upper echelon type of dude when needed if, if you really <laughs> the Dodgers Dodger fans haven't seen this kind of defense in a long time like and and you you combine him with this front office and this coaching staff that puts so much emphasis on defensive you know positioning and all that even if it's gonna be a little bit different with the shift it's still gonna be a huge thing so this he could be somehow even better uh with the Dodgers but it's a good pickup and it's not made to be Hey, this is the guy. This is the game-changing guy. You know what he is to me? He's kind of the Kike replacement. It's taken a couple of years. Hanser didn't work out. Now you got your guy finally. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic comparison right there with Kike Hernandez. And I think when you look at two, he does have that positional versatility. He can play all around the infield. And that's exactly what this Dodgers team needed. And also, too, I mean, the flashes that he's shown. I mean, look at 2020 when he was raking in 40 games. I mean, if Jacob Amaya ever did anything close to that, of course they would go with the Jacob Amaya. But they're not going to be doing that. And, yes, it does feel almost like it is a kind of a Band-Aid move. It real, could be a, a real stopgap move for the Dodgers at short stop but still it really tells me that this team still is in win now mode and this team still believes that this nucleus of Mookie yeah. and Freddie and Kirsch and Urias can go out there and win a World Series because you bring in a veteran and we talked about this at the end of last offseason this team needed fire this team needed passion a lot of people were advocating for Carlos Correa this isn't Correa but it's something. Hey, th look, it's it's uh, it's wish Carlos Cray, right? It's Walmart Carlos Cray. Maybe not even that. I mean, let's just talk about defensively, though. What he provides to this team, it really, really shures up and fortifies that infield. I don't mm -hmm. think people realize just how important that's going to be next season. Also, how much you really need that if you're Gavin Lux. And I think what people are kind of losing sight of is, yes, you do have this youth movement next season. There's no question about it. Yes, the Dodgers do want to see an impact from the guys like Miguel Vargas and Gavin and Lux and the whole gang, but also they have made moves on the margins just in case those guys don't work out. There's a reason why they yes. signed the Haywards and they brought in the Miguel Rojas's because, look, this championship window is still open. I think Rojas is a guy that can provide a lot for this team. I was thinking, too, he's very re-energized and yeah. he's a guy that really hit the lottery as far as cities <laughs> that he's played in, Miami and Los Angeles. Yeah. And also, too, I just hope that Clayton Kershaw is the one that picks him up from the airport because he saved Clayton <laughs> Kershaw's no-hitter along with Adrian Gonzalez's beautiful scoop there. But yeah, that throw from the dirt, I mean, come on now. Get him a steak dinner and also at least pay for the Uber, Kersh. <laughs> there it is. This year, you're, you're calling out Clayton Kershaw. I what mean, do you got? I didn't realize that he's wearing – I mean, I, I knew this, this past weekend that he was wearing 11, 
but I didn't realize who else was eleven. Does that mean? Oh, does is that confirmation? You, you know, you know what I really liked, and I was offended by with people because I, I, when I posted the number on on Twitter, I was like, I knew there was gonna be a few people who were like, oh, AJ Pollock, but no respect to the legendary Kevin Pillar, bro. Kevin Pillar, I can't believe this is this is. To, to be honest, I, I Chinese completely buddy. forgot Kevin Pillar <laughs> wore that number. Kevin Pillar. <laughs> Up until you literally just started talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah. This is Kevin wrong. Pillar was a Dodger. This is wrong. Justice for Kevin. Hashtag justice. They should retire the number. It should be a, a Fernando situation where even they don't officially, the unofficially. I couldn't agree with you more, yeah. B-Mac. Yeah. Totally agree. I, yeah. I'll vouch oh for you, Kevin. Yeah. I'll vouch for you. But I mean, I want to get your thoughts on that, Clint. I mean, he would talk about a guy who was a gold glove finalist, a guy who, who was Oy. second behind Jeremy Pena with 15 defensive runs saved. He was 10 outs above average, which was tied for fifth. His 4.9 used yard score was fourth. What do you say to people that say that, oh, Jacob Maya could have just rolled out of bed and done that as a rookie? I mean, I don't think this baptism by fire for Jacob Amaya would have bared any fruit. I, I fully agree with you in that you don't know what you're going to get out of this dude as where Miggy Rowe is, is a proven commodity. And more so with this move, I don't think the, the front office 100% cared about the product on the field. They cared about a potentially solidifying force in that clubhouse. This is a clubhouse move far, like by a mile in my opinion, like, yeah, he's going to be a great asset to this team. It's not Carlos Correa. It's not the rebirth of Corey Seager. It's not a, a, uh, it's not going to bring them back to 111 win season. But like we said time and time again, this off season, we don't care that you don't, you don't need to go out and win 111 games. It doesn't mean anything to win 111 games. We air quote, we are the living proof of that. 111 wins. Yeah, it's nice. You know what that is? It's just answering a lot of really annoying questions for an offseason plus. I mean, I can't True. wait till we get back into spring training and we have to start asking everybody about how did it feel losing to the Padres? Oh, like, wow. we're, yeah. we're good. We're Sore over subject. it. But it's, a, it, it's a good move. It's it's not the greatest move. It's not um, it's not what you want to see. It's not Shohei Otani. In the year of Otani. Shohei the money. Uh, B, B920 says the trade was eh. Blue Magic says Rojas. Um, Boomer Assassin says uh, C for Chingas. I like it. Noah gives it a B. We'll get more, more thoughts a. on that. Gary A said, that was brilliant getting rid of Amaya for Andrew Palinka. Shout out to Rob Palinka. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, and I think, too, I it's important to know that he was dealing with an injury to his wrist all season that ailed him at the plate. And if you can get healthy, he's going to get close to that league average. And if the Dodgers get a league average Miguel Rojas with premium defense for a one-for-one -for, -one for Jacob Amaya, that's a fantastic move. And also, it's a move where you have to trust this organization. If the Dodgers believed that Jacob Amaya was going to come up and be able to contribute, he would still be in this organization. But instead, I think they probably see him as maybe he has a chance to be a utility man, infielder, yeah. not a everyday shortstop. Yeah, he's one of those dudes. If he puts up like a 90, 95 weighted runs created, created plus, like that's a great year for this dude. For all of the other intangibles that he's going to bring to the table, where, you know, with Amaya, hey, I'm happy for Jacob Amaya. He's going to have a chance to play. And he's not like, you know, we saw Jeter Downs flame out with the, with the, the, the damn um, Red Sox. Like, that's a tough place to come up and play some major league baseball. 
with the Marlins, Maya has a clear window, clear opening, a clear path to a lot of time at shortstop if he can figure it out. You know, coming up playing alongside uh, somebody as, as exciting for the game as Jazz Chisholm. I mean, it's a great landing spot yeah. for this kid. I'm happy for him because he was going to be a dude that was never going to get a fair shake in the with the Dodgers in Los Angeles. Yeah. This is how it goes. He's not, you know, I, I pissed off somebody. Um, online a couple weeks ago was something I wrote like I forgot who I was writing about but in short I was saying like yeah this 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 player is a very good player but not good enough to be a Dodger and they're like what does that even mean what do you know it's like I if you don't know what I mean you're kind of dumb because there are players that are just not yeah they might be starting for the the Pirates but in in you know in oh, LA yeah. it's just not going to happen. I think I might have said it about Andy Paez or something. I don't know. Andy Pages. No. The Pages. Uh, no, I'm, that's a fantastic point. He's going to be the big fish with the Marlins. I think he has a chance to flourish. I think that he's going to get more opportunities. And if you really care about the guy as a prospect, you want him to get those opportunities mm -hmm. because we know how guys tend to get blocked in this organization. How special of a player you need to be. It's a special day here at Dodgers. <laughs> no, how special of a player you need to be to get an opportunity with this. <laughs> Club, but now Amaya is going to get that chance with the Marlins. Absolutely. Let's get more <laughs> into some of the comments here. Um, small and sausage, defensive replacement. Um, we got a lot of Noah in here. You just want a mic? <laughs> you got to sit behind us. <laughs> Noah has some words he wants to say, gang. Follow him on um, the internet. What are you again? You're just at Noah Cameras. Make sure you guys are following Noah on Twitter. He's almost to a thousand followers. Way better than Noah Eric to 1K. ever did. Get Noah to 1K. <laughs> Shout out Ulo, man. Shout out Ulo. Now follow Noah Cameron. Fire brings the fire stats, the takes. Hell yeah. He's, he's playing the game perfectly. Bringing you the best Dodgers content. Big UCLA fan. And random Angels content and random Lakers content. And you know how it goes. We'll hear from him uh, a little bit later. Gary A. saying from Turner to, to Flojas. I can also understand the clown move in that you are going from somebody that's well, somebody mentioned earlier generational, and then somebody else in the stream said, like, I think people overuse the word generational, which I fully agree with. But Trey Turner, pretty damn good baseball player. And go from him to some sort of amalgamation of, you know, Lux, Rojas, maybe some CT. It's a pretty significant downgrade. Yeah, but I mean, you're in always going to have that in the in the in the macro view of that from twenty thousand miles up. You were always going to have a downgrade going from Seeker, going from Trey to whoever was going to fill that position. And let's be honest, they were never going to sign Xander Bogarts. They were never going to sign a Carlos Correa. They weren't going to land any of these news. big marquee shortstops that were out there. And yes, <laughs> there is a significant drop off, but also. At some point, you had to see if Gavin Lux could handle the position because if he proves that he can, that really answers a lot of questions. If he can be that long-term solution at shortstop, I have my doubts that they're going to completely go all into that move, but and maybe this is more of a stopgap situation until they can get to that next guy because this organization, they've shown they want a premium shortstop. They want a star at that position, and I think that this allows the Dodgers to have some more time to find that next guy, and we'll see who emerges, and there's no one really right now that could be available next season the market really just isn't uh isn't robust with shortstop options but uh, pronounce rojas <laughs> oh Ro i got you rojas uh, uh, getting a few of the comments here roach says first uh 50 some odd minutes into the stream and he says can we bring back hanley no thank you hanley on six ramirez Oof. why he had to do that like Oof. that but uh papa's asking where is edwin rios going uh foot locker 
Uh, Edwin Rios, man. Edwin Frios. But, uh, yeah, he's a guy that didn't really have a role on this team, unfortunately. I still think that he can provide some pop for a team out there. Though. I really do want to see him yeah, get yeah, an not, opportunity. Not with the Dodgers. I.e., Doyer says, uh, what move were people expecting? Literally no move would have been good in the fans' opinion. Preach. Preach, my friend. There's not a move. Like, if they it lets us play the game, they do sign Carlos Correa. You're not alienating, but you're sort of alienating half of the fan base in a way, or more than half the fan base. Um, you re-sign Trey Turner. They're going to be like, how can they give him so much money for so many years? You get Xander Bogarts, so much money for so many years. He's probably going to end up at third. Uh, you're not going to make everybody happy, so just make yourself happy. Bling. The more you know. I think we had a I think we have a button for the do we have a ding? Thank there you. you there it is. Blue Magic says bring back Jay Hair, the best shortstop ever. Woo, you guys ever seen Jay Hair try to throw back at the end? <laughs> oh, the always timely Jerry Harrison Jr. What do you got? Hashtag Bulls. Hashtag Bulls. Red, Red Hashtag Nation. Bulls. Red Nation. Red Nation. Let's go. Zach Levine. Oh, all right. We're getting too we're getting too uh too deep into the uh, inside humor here, gang. Real inside baseball economic talk here. I'm just saying. Um Be warned. The ones who pick up a refreshingly cold drink from McDonald's and people see just how refreshingly cold that drink from McDonald's is, you may create drink envy. Because there are drinks, then there are drinks from McDonald's. For a morning brew that really creates a stir, get any size iced coffee, including caramel and French vanilla, for just 99 cents before 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Well, with Miguel Rojas, you know, we're getting that much closer to an idea of what a lineup or what a roster is going to look like. So we're going to play a game here with everybody in the office. In a way, we'll call it a game. But, uh, you know, I want to I want you guys to participate. Brian here, by the way, Brian Garland on YouTube uh, says, hello, Dodgers Nation, new to the podcast and love it. Brian, we appreciate you hanging out. We always want new friends of the show, new fans, new family to join us, usually on Mondays. But here we're uh, we're on Tuesday because, uh, you know, reasons on Monday. But uh, <laughs> do subscribe on YouTube and let's have a little bit of fun. I'm going to lead us off. We're going to put together a lineup here, one through nine. What do we think the opening day lineup is going to look like? And now I'm, I've cheated a little bit because I already did this exercise earlier. I know. Look at me doing exercise. I get it. It's a fat joke. Um, I, I did this in an article. Listen, I know. I know. You're great looking at me, Clint. Oh, he just wants a raise. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Greatly why. appreciated. <laughs> Send that guy a super chat, gang. He won't get it. But at least uh, we'll pretend. I played the I played the game. A little bit earlier in an article. Do check it out if you want inside the Dodgers.com if you're on the internet. But uh, I playing with the idea that all right, Mookie is leading off. We could all settle that in there. Freddie Freeman probably makes the most sense as the number two hole hitter. But um, I always play two different ways. Anybody who's been watching me and watching this show for a long time know knows that I really don't put out the lineup that I think is the best. I try to put together a lineup that I think Dave is going to run out there. What I think Dave ends up doing is a little scary, frightening-ish on paper. But anyways, you got Mookie batting first, playing right field. You got Freddie Freeman. He's going to play first base for me this year. J.D. Martinez batting D uh, or hit, playing D.H. 
batting third. Max Muncy is your four-hole hitter, is your cleanup guy, which I know some people looking at the numbers from last year might be scared, but I feel confident about about uh, Maxwell Silverhammer coming back to life. Will Smith gets to move down to the five-hole, hopefully get some more production uh, in that spot. But after that, you got a lot of right-handed hitters. You got a lot of Ks. You got Chris Taylor, Miguel uh, Vargas playing. So I got uh, CT in left, Vargas at second, Trace Thompson in center because Dave, again, this is Dave, and then Gavin Lux in that nine-hole again at shortstop. So that's the lineup I think Dave runs with. If we play with the lineup where you kind of move some things around, you don't make it as top heavy and you hope for the best with Gavin Lux. I think you're kind of looking good with either Mookie, Gavin, JD, Freddie. I don't think they bat Freddie that low though. So I'll stop there already. My last one, Mookie, Gavin Lux, Freddie Freeman, JD Martinez, Max Muncy, Will Smith batting six. How sexy is that? Chris Taylor and left Trace Thompson center. Miguel Vargas at second base, and that's one idea of a lineup, and that's also two and a half ideas of a lineup. Lineup. Thank you. Thank you. Give me the clap. Well <laughs> Cody, let's get let's get uh, let's get the Cody cam going. Let's get oh, both Cody. Noah, you can jump back in there. Get get creepy behind oh, him too. Just two of me. Yeah, get creepy two. in there. You got a headset too. We're gonna need your headset on, Mister uh, Mister Noah. But Cody. Give me a one through nine. What are you thinking, my guy? Pretty close to that last one that you said. So I have Mookie at one. That's pretty obvious. I have Gavin at two. I have Freddie in the three spot. I have JD at the four spot. Muncie at the five spot. Smitty at the six spot. Uh, James Altman hitting in the seventh. Uh, Vargas and then CT3 rounding out that lineup. Hmm. It's not not a terrible lineup. It's not a terrible lineup at all. Noah, what do you got? We want to know the great. He knows a guy. Noah Cameras, find him at Noah Cameras. What do you got? Oh, sorry. Yeah, we got sorry our music. Let get that mic on. Yeah. No, 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 you just yell. I can yell. Um, all right, I'm going to go number one. Oh, with this camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh, yeah, cool. yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I was looking over I here. I was looking at that one. <laughs> too, know, right okay, I'm number one. Crushed I got it. Mookie Betts, obvious. Got to go with it. I've heard of him. Two, going to go Freddie Freeman. Like him up top of the lineup. Three, I'm going JD Martinez. I think I like that pop right there. Four, I'm also going Max Muncy. I kind of like him in a cleanup spot. I think he's going to have a breakout year to kind of get back to the pre elbow Max Muncy. Um, five, going Will Smith also. And this is, I guess, where I can get a little quote unquote bold. I'm going Gavin Lux in the six hole. Um, I think I think people forget that he was kind of hovering around 300 last year before he got hurt. So I kind of see him. Hopefully getting back to that level and just being a pretty consistent hitter. Seven, I'm going Chris Taylor, hoping he bounces back too. And I think eight, nine is going to be kind of up for whatever, but I like going right, left. So I'm going to go eight. I'm going to have some fun with James Outman. And then nine, I'm going to go Miguel Vargas. Wow. Uh, you got to put us back on camera. Thank you. Thank you. That's no, I mean, I'm not mad at any of these lineups so far. You know, Vargas in the lineup is definitely going to be intriguing. Whether that is at third or second, it feels like it's going to be at second. But give us, this is the lineup gang. This is the guy because Doug knows all. He's connected. He's with the team. They're in the trenches. Got what Mi- do you got? Miguel Rojas leading off for like Jason Hayward in the two <laughs> They're hole. They're re-signed Kevin Pillar. 
Okay, no, leading out, of course, you got Mookie Betts. So I know that guy. Last season, career-high 35 bombs. His 340 on-base percentage was the la the lowest number for his career. So you saw Mookie last season was more aggressive. That led to more power. He hit those 35 bombs. As a runner in the 49th percentile in sprint speed, is he the perfect leadoff hitter? I'm not so sure. I think in a perfect world, maybe you bat Mookie, maybe two or three, but we know he wants to bat leadoff. He is going to bat leadoff. In the 2020 season, that's when this team took off when Mookie went to the leadoff spot and then of course in the two hole I think this is one of the more interesting debates because Freddie Freeman he had success in the three hole he had success in the two hole but he's the Dodgers best and most consistent pure hitter and then he's also a guy that led the National League with a 407 on base percentage and he was tied for in the National League with 117 runs scored. He had 47 doubles last season. That was the fifth most for a Dodger in, in a season for the entire history. So he's a guy that had a great year. And I think that, yes, maybe you consider moving him down to that three spot. But I'd like Freddie Freeman in the two hole. And then J.D. Martinez. I think if you're going to sign J.D. Martinez to that one-year contract to be your designated hitter, I think you start the year with him in the three hole. Because we know that, yes, those power numbers have gone down from a home run standpoint from doubles a double there, standpoint yeah. hey jd it's not just dingers it's just doubles at this point of his career <laughs> 43 two baggers last season and then last season we know max uh, will smith he 111 of will smith's 130 starts he was either batting third or fourth but this team is at its best offensively when max muncie is thriving yes. i always say he was the barbecue sauce to the dodgers ribs <laughs> the texas barbecue sauce if he can find it if never he can, heard him say that no. Sorry, I just I got a look over there from Cody, and he's like, Woo. Texas barbecue. Yeah. I got you. He's that got special you. sauce to this lineup because hey, he's been their most prolific thumper since he put on the blue. And if he can look anything like that guy we saw in August after he made that adjustment, that's going to really change things yeah. for this team. Because look, this team doesn't have those big 40, 50 home run guys, but he's a guy who had 36 bombs in 2021. So I'm starting the year. Uh, and a fresh start with Max Muncy, a regular offseason, one where he gets back on track. And then the five-hole, I've got Will Smith. And you talked a lot about Smitty, 24 home runs last season. He played a lot of games at designated hitter, so his bat in the lineup is absolutely vital. And I think he's a guy, too, that depending on how things go, you could see him hitting cleanup. You could see him, see him in the three-hole. So any of these guys at three, four, and five between J.D. Martinez, Max Muncy, and Will Smith, they're pretty interchangeable. But I think we'll start the year with Will Smith in the five but I do think he's going to get a lot of opportunities batting either three or fourth and third or fourth. And then in the six hole, I've got Gavin Lux. So Gavin Lux is a guy that I'm pretty sure our lineups are identical, by the way. No, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could have just said ditto. But yeah, I got Gavin Lux batting sixth. I mean, he's a guy who really had his first season as an above average bat, as mm -hmm. a consistent bat. And if you look at it last season, he had a 113 WRC plus. He was a three one, a three win player according yeah. to fan graphs. And yeah, he didn't go crazy. He's not like he was an all-star, but he's continuing to trend in the right direction. And, and like he said, you know, if he doesn't get hurt, we don't know where that that the Lux train is is stopping because he was on the way to something special until things just kind of fell apart for him. Yeah, that neck injury definitely was a yeah. factor last season. And yeah, he's got that quick bat speed. He's improved against breaking balls. I could see him maybe moving up in the lineup. But if you saw at the beginning of last season, he really flourished in the nine hole. And yeah. really, if you have a good batter in the nine hole, it's like having another leadoff hitter. Mm -hmm. So he, Shout out Sean Figgins. <laughs> I like the nice pull, Mr. <laughs> Pasillas. And then following that, Chris Taylor. So we got Chris Taylor. We know the year he had last season where the strikeouts, Chris Kaler, swing and miss 
Chris, Chris. And yes, they've always been a big part of his yeah. game at the plate. He does strike out a lot, but last year was the first time in his career that he struck out over 30%. He struck yeah. out a 35.4% clip. You need to lower that number. And he's another guy that was hampered by injury. So I got CT3 batting seventh. And then this one's a little different. I go with James Outman in the eighth hole. And I think that they're going to give Trace Thompson the opportunity, but I think James Outman is going to play so well in spring training that he's going to win that job. I think he's going to be an undeniable. He's going to be unlimited. I think that he's going to <laughs> win that win that job, and I think that he's going to be the starting center fielder as of right now. Could see yeah, Trace Thompson, this, but trying to will it, to be this honest. This team would be at its best, and no disrespect to Trace Thompson, but it would be at its best with one more left-handed hitter exactly. in the lineup and whether that's going to be Outman or whether that's going to be Hayward. And I think we can lay it out there right now. Cause I do want to talk uh, a bench a little bit, but we're going to, I'm going to let you, uh, that's cool. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish, but Taylor Swift had the best album of all time. <laughs> no, um, uh, Hayward's going to be on this bench, especially after what we, we heard from Freddie last week, but anyways, go yeah, ahead, we'll continue. get into that. And then finally, Miguel Vargas, I think Miguel Vargas, you have him batting down there in the nine hole. We know the Dodgers are going to give him an opportunity. I want to see some more of this youth movement, this influx of talent for the next generation. Cool. I think down there in that lineup, at least Outman or Miguel Vargas gets it going early. And yeah, you like this line was the BWO, the blue world order taking over once again. And yeah, they're definitely stacked. I mean, you're not seeing the trade Turner and that's really the big absence, but also, so you're not seeing Justin, Justin Turner. Yeah. And the thing about Justin Turner, though, Cody Bellinger, well, Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I mean, but I think the, the big question for Dodger fans has to be, can J.D. Martinez produce like he has in years past? Because if he does, then that would be an upgrade to Justin Turner from oh, a power yeah. standpoint. And that would really solve a lot of problems. And also Max Muncie and Chris Taylor having bounce back seasons. Yeah, like like CT can go out and strike out 175 times. It doesn't matter as long as he's hitting somewhere in that 270, even 265 pocket. But getting on base somehow, he's going to strike out a bunch. But if he can get the walks going again, get a little pop going again, 18 bomb type season and play a lot of outfield, maybe a little bit of second, but just really if he can lock down left or even eventually take over and center, if it ends up being there, you know, he he's absolutely going to be like a, a crucial part. I mean, he's really? always gonna, anybody on the roster is a crucial part of this team of any team, but CT not quite make or break, but you know, I mean, he's, he's making pretty big money. He, you know, they expect production. So he's got to get back to, to, you know, what earned him that money, what we, uh, what I think he expects of himself. And by all accounts, you know, when, when we talked to him, when you talked to him a couple weeks ago, you know, he sounds like he's right there. He's been working since pretty much the end of last season. You know, he went into that season with a, a messed up swing, and it's very hard. Not everybody can do what Max Muncy did and just step back and figure out something, you know, an hour before the game, taking it in the game, and then you're good for a stretch. It doesn't work like that in reality. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's a fantastic point. I think that's a common thread this offseason is a lot of these players that were banged up, maybe had some offseason surgeries. They're in a much better spot this time around. And what do you know? When you're injured, you tend to not have as good of a year. When you're coming off surgery, you tend to not have as yeah. good of a year. So, look, we know the kind of players these guys are deep down inside. And, yes, 
Chris Taylor does strike out a lot. I think it was 160 strikeouts last season. I mean, Tony Gwynn struck out only 434 times in his 20-year career, but not everyone can be Tony Gwynn. A lot of guys no. strike out, and I think that for him, it's just about producing and providing, like you mentioned, some of that pop and not really struggling as much as he did because let's not forget to end the 2021 season when he dealt with the neck injury before that cortisone shot. I mean, he was struggling too, so he's a guy that he is a gamer, but also if he does have injuries, yeah. he does struggle. Yeah. Neck is uh, that neck is hard to get through. My neck, we my got, back. We got a Cody. Two super chats. Woo! That's what's in. Diane Schroeder back at it again. Twenty dollars. She says, "I can't figure out when you guys are on." Kudos to DMac for the amazing interviews. I'm loving it. Da -da 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 -da. Usually Monday, every Monday, five o'clock p.m. Post Meridian. Fives up. Pacific Stop. time. And then another one, Swollen Sausage, one ninety nine. Woo! Thank you for the super chat, by the way. He says, let's hear everything about all aspects, Cartaya. Oh, Cartaya. Maybe future friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, plenty of Diego Cartaya. Hopefully he'll be joining and probably be sitting right he'll where Clint is. Right yeah. here this weekend. Cartaya season. Let's go. Uh, we had virtually no bench. Special That's from home. Boomer. Wait, what was, what was the question, though? Was there something by Cartier? I, I missed. We just started talking of oh. plugging our interview. Let's hear everything <laughs> about all aspects, Cartier. Um, you just got to wait. You yeah. treat me like some Dodger toy. Well, you I'll, give, I'll give my thoughts. Here. I'm not going to be here on Saturday. I'm going to give my thoughts. If There'll we, be a special day here if, at Dodgers. <laughs> special <laughs> day. What's going on? A special day here. Uh, if... We see Diego Cartier and Dodger Blue for an extended period of time. I would be very surprised. That is not a bold take at all. I'd be very shocked. Or, you know, maybe Will Smith decides to move to third base, open the door for Diego. Woo! Now we're talking. Now we're talking 2020 FRG talk here. But anyways, you had some comments. Get into the comments. I want to hear more. More comments. Okay. Yes. So we've got uh, Blue Magic CT3 will not disappoint this year and uh, win MVP. Interesting. Uh, I don't know about that. That'd be that'd be great for the Dodgers, but uh, CT3 can go out CT3 win an MVP. MVP. Oof. Yeah. I I will jump off the roof. Jump off the roof. Wait, <laughs> team MVP just or like the MVP of the National League cuz I don't I I'm only National League. That uh, that's when I'll jump what off. What roof are we roof. talking about? Two story, we're talking about um like a little like a little toy Okay, house. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not threatening. Not not gonna die, guys. Yeah, no. Don't want the cops to show up. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, but I mean getting back uh, to Cartaya, I mean uh, we'll we'll talk to him Saturday, but yeah, yeah good tremendous stuff potential, great there. power. Uh I think Ray is so the, the one of the parts where uh, we kind of struggled in, in putting everybody's lineup immediately. We don't know what the reactions are, but uh, Ray, I think it was Ray talking about mine. So this is about a 92 win lineup potentially. Sarah drops her lineup. Mookie Freddie, Will, JD, Max, Trace, Gavin CT3, and Rojas in the lineup. You also do need to wonder about how close they're going to try to stay with the left right left right left or right left right left right we know left. they love that we know they love to stagger the lineup and that to me is really where the conversation about muncie and will smith comes into play after jd martinez yeah yeah there's a couple points where it can be left left right right or just a bunch of right at the bottom cody you got something super chat Woo! shout out to jay it Thank says, you, Jay. let's go Dodgers. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, interesting. Just kidding. He said, let's go Padres, but this oh, is, yeah. you know, Whatever. we don't, we don't discriminate. Padres, Angels, Dodgers. I don't discriminate against people's money. 
Hey, thank man, you. We appreciate it. Let's go, Dodgers. I'm going to spin that at gas lap this year. And then Roach said, can you tell Cartaya I love him? I got you, Roach. No, we'll no, do that, Roach. Because Roach has a lineup right here. It says one, SVS, two, SVS. Uh, all Scott Van Slyke lineup. Do we want to like oh, ever try to get Scott Van Slyke in here? I've like I've never reached out to him, but uh, it has to happen. We have him here. For do you really want to like put together an interview for Roach? With? Just for Roach, absolutely. <laughs> it's gonna be like you know that one guy that like is creepy towards you online. He's be like, yes, Scott please. Van. He won't Bring him out. He won't accept the online restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Anyways, I think that was all the lineups, or I'm missing some. But anyways. Uh, I wanted to talk bench, but the show's getting long and tooth mm. already. So let's talk about the bench maybe next week or later this week. We'll figure something out. Finally, I do want to talk about Maxwell Muncy. He did the interview with us where we talked about it a few times today. But if you haven't seen it, subscribe. It's on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Dodger Nation TV. Subscribe, hit the bell. Leave a like, leave a comment. It helps us out a whole bunch. But um, Max Muncy got me hyped, man. Like like Noah and I were here. We're all dancing around the office when when we're able to hear hear Max through the very loud headphones just emanating through the office as the as the boys gritty in the background here. Um, yeah, I mean you can't not help but be hyped up about the season about this team that not everybody is very very high on. But Max is a dude who's in there, and yeah, he gets paid to be uh, you know ready to win some baseball games, ready to win a World Series, but. I don't know, man. Like he brings up some good points, especially about you know uh, the the kids, the roster that we have, and and you know putting faith in Andrew Friedman, what he's doing, what they're doing. Yeah, and I think that was something that we saw with Chris Taylor. He told us the mm -hmm. same thing. You have to trust this organization. They're like, you have to say that. Yeah, Whoosh. they're like, say a line about trusting the organization yes. and how much talent we have, and and we're still the Dodgers. And look, we're a good organization, a very good. organization. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's. Hey, look, but it does feel too like these guys know how talented they are, and they also knew that they also know they're basically one a couple base hits away from beating the Padres and possibly going to the World Series, and how Razor things were last season they also know that they've seen I mean, max Muncy and chris taylor they probably were saying to themselves hey at one point people were like well who is those who are those guys but the dodgers believed in them and they were able to turn into impact players that made all-star teams so yeah it's tough to bet against this organization i think too that yeah i'm not overly impressed with some of the lineups out there in comparison to the dodgers and i think that the way i look at things now is you want that ticket to the dance like we talked about you don't need 111 wins but you definitely need 90 and up you need to be close enough to where you you might be a couple pieces away if these young players don't emerge they've been they've been ready to contribute but if they don't the dodgers can go out there and make yeah. some moves and yeah absolutely i was hyped man i told him i was about to run through a brick wall i'm did. like let's have it go you know it kind of gives you that vibe because <laughs> you realize that horse behind him yeah i mean look at this clint <laughs> i mean look at the free agents available this offseason right i mean a lot of great free free agents carlos Cray. but imagine freddie freeman was a free agent this offseason the dodgers signed freddie freeman and max muncie was the first baseman last season yeah. everyone be like oh you know it's like it's always about timing when mm -hmm. you get these players and you're not going to sign big name players every single offseason I promise you that Stephen Cohen that's not a sustainable way to win the Dodgers have a sustainable model and it's not always about paying guys big money and I absolutely do agree with Max Muncy that this team as constructed still has a lot of pieces to where you have to say that they have a good as good of a, ch a chance as anyone to go out there and win the World Series this is a team that has Freddie Freeman and it has Mookie Betts and you you have a multi-time all-star with Max Muncy like you have some dudes hey you 
threw in JD Martinez, which, you know, Max kind of called, you know, um, uh, you know, icing on the cake, adding somebody like him or, or Miggy Rowe, but you have some dudes. And also let's not, let's not throw away the fact that Gavin Lux was a, a, you know, consensus top prospect in baseball just a few years ago. And like, yeah, sure. He didn't settle into a role as great as, or as, as smooth as Seager smooth did back in, you know, 16 and 17, where he put a back-to-back six-win seasons or whatever, he had some stumbling. He, he had some learning curve. And, you know, he's going to have more. You know, we don't know if he's going to be able to hit lefties consistently at the big league level. But he's still somebody that, you know, even with a, a almost non-existent kind of last two months of the season, he still put together a, a three-win season like you mentioned earlier. So you, you got some very intriguing pieces already there. And then, you know, they say the the you know sky's the limit for somebody hitting wise like like Miguel Vargas, um, Chris Taylor's an all star. Like, yeah, you have to like this lineup. You have to like the potential. Sure, it's not Trey Turner playing short anymore. It's not Corey Seager playing short anymore. It's not you know you know bringing in Aaron Judge to play right. But you didn't need to because you take away the, the dudes you lost from a 111 win season, you're still going to get down into that low 90s pocket, which is enough to win a division or to win a while easily win a wild card spot right now. But before we get more into this, we want to throw to Max Muncy in this clip, because I think I, I maybe if you guys haven't seen it yet, which is possible, it did drop today. We want to see if this gets you as hype as it get, got us in the moment. So here's Max on uh, the Dodgers and their world series hopes in uh, 2023. Absolutely. There's no, there's no question about it. Um, you know, we're, we're still the Dodgers. I know that we haven't been making the $300 million moves this offseason, but, um, you know, you guys you guys got to trust Andrew. He's, he's the best in the business at this. And, uh, you know, those guys are putting together what they think is going to be a special team, and I know it's going to be a special team. We have all the pieces that we need. Um, you know, anyone that gets added from, from this point on is just going to be icing on the cake for us. You know, we have all the... We have all the big pieces. We have all the little pieces. You know, we have guys in the minors that are going to come up and help us just like every single year. Um, you know, it, it, I don't think people talk about that enough. You know, we always have injuries every year and we always have people step in and fill the roles. And, um, you know, some of those roles are going to be a little bit bigger this year because it's not necessarily injuries, just departures from the team. And, uh, you know, I have no doubt that the guys we have are going to be able to perform and help us out to win, you know, win games every single night. Big stuff from max two-time all-star Muncie. I mean, the, the big thing I like, is like, I, I know uh, uh, it's going to be a special team and yeah, a lot of every, every player, every team should think they have a chance to win. I'm sure the Royals are going to go into camp feeling like they have a chance to win, but this is, this is a dude who doesn't really dick around. He says exactly like the truth. Yeah. Going well, on our show, he knew the world was going to hear that. Yeah, but yeah. it's I mean, he also had some really good stuff yeah. about the Padres. And, he did, and, and their off season. So, and so I, do check that. I think out. I play a little devil's advocate here, though. I think, oh, I think the haters would say that's just some copium, right? <laughs> because the Dodgers aren't going to sign any big players. There's not many moves to be made at this point. But look, the reality is that spending money on free agents isn't the only way that a 
organization with the resources of the Dodgers is able to take advantage of having so much money available because they're taking advantage of the development. They're taking advantage of the coaching. And let's be honest here. The Milwaukee Brewers, the Pittsburgh Pirates, they could never sign a Noah Syndergaard for $13 million. You could never sign a J.D. Martinez on a one-year $10 million deal. Why'd they get those guys at those prices? Because they are the Dodgers, because of their renowned coaching and the fact they are perennial contenders. So, yeah, yeah I think that the Dodgers, they're, they're a solid team with as as many pieces as you need right now and also too you just you have to play those young guys i mean you there's no point in buying a lottery ticket unless you check for the winning numbers they have to see if they have any winning numbers in gavin lux in number yeah. nine and miggy vargas and we'll talk about this bench at some point i mean there's some other young guys that can come up through the pipeline and have an impact as well but yeah i mean i don't think the dodgers are sitting there saying we're afraid of the mets i mean if you gave me the mets payroll and allowed me to spend that much money on players i could think of three or four different players that I would spend my money on. I don't even like the way that roster is constructed. I think yeah. when you look at the age of those players, I think that it's going to be a short-lived roster. You're yeah. uh, a window of contention. I don't think you're going to see the sustained contention like the Dodgers have. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Hey, Max, you got us hype, man. Got us hype. Yeah, this is, uh, this is still, you know, even losing players like Belly, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, it's still a win-now kind of ball club. But we got Mr. Cody on the stream. Super chat. Woo! Super well and sausage another 199 uh <laughs> 199 is the uh, amount uh how about this fresh take fire roberts sosha i don't know oh we want to fire mike sosha wow let's that go or or, or or do you want to bring Cat. in mike sosha yeah. i'm not this is a little con i think he means fire roberts bring in sosha okay yeah i don't want crusty ass old mike sosha you want to fire roberts ha uh, no, I, I think we did, look. I mean, it's so funny. I mean, it, it's so it's it's when people see us, they're probably going to say Fire Roberts, Fire Roberts thing. We're advocating for Fire Roberts, guys. We got to be around Dave Roberts this season. I want to get some questions answered by him. Can yeah. we please? Yeah. Ease? I don't want to be the Fire Roberts uh, guy. Like, like I, I told told these guys Just earlier, kidding. look, if Dave Roberts is is still friends or chummers with Dylan Hernandez of the LA Times, we are fine. We yeah. could say we could say a whole lot of things. Just don't talk bad about his family. They're very good people. But yeah, no, uh, this is a. You guys should be excited for this this team for this season. You know what? As Dodger fans, uh, we've we've already talked about it a lot this offseason. Illegal, you know? illegal, <laughs> illegal. Uh, you know there there's a reason to to kind of get a, a little bit of a gut punch. You know, it's going to be good to not be that good, and it's still going to be a very good ball club. I mean. We're looking at a team that might be as bad as the 2018 Dodgers that went to a World Series somehow, magically. They just sort of survived. So just just play the season. You know, try not to do too much. Stay within yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I love the under the radar Dodgers this yeah. year. I love the fact that they are they have that edge Stick to them. Game plan. Uh, hey, he's got that get, compete. Got get, that dog. Optionalities always. Yeah. Optionality. Just make it worse at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like the compete. We like <laughs> the compete. Love the compete. Gotta elite. get the Dodgers team. You gotta, you gotta, elite. You gotta, be gotta get the boards. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be unlimited. You gotta be unlimited. Um, Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Boomer Assassin said, uh, "Fire Emma Roberts." Yeah, we got a few. She's fire. a nice lady. We also got fired Julia Roberts earlier. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's yeah. Wrong with fire Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, I'm really standing behind this. What has she acted in? Uh, I know the movies. 
Nottingham. Forest. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. That's a good thing. You are a very pretty woman. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you hanging out with us on the Tuesday. We'll be back next week on Monday as usual. We got another. Uh, we got another one. Super we got another one. Super chat. Oh, sweet! Thank now you. Now the world one three eight four ninety nine. I'm tired Thank of you. the fire Dave narrative. What is his winning percentage? He's half, and he's halfway to Tommy in titles. Give me a viable Ooh. replacement for Dave. You tell Damn, him that is fire. That, that is. That is. That is. You're like, Give that, me a man, man, man. That my, is an equivalent to all the fire day of Roberts because of the super chat. Also, you tell him. Thank that. you, Now the World 138 on <laughs> yeah. YouTube. Appreciate you. My, my short comeback to that, and you've, I've said this for years, is Dave has to win two to win one for this, this fan base. Fair. But also, if you're going to say that the Astros and the Trastros cheated in 2017, and you can also say you want to fire Dave Roberts, you're saying you want to fire a two-time World Series winning manager. So, yeah, he's had a lot of success. Yes, he did get the keys to a Bentley. He also knows how to drive that Bentley and manage yeah, egos and establish a culture. But I will say if Dave Roberts has a struggle, has a bad year, and they the Dodgers get bounced in the first round, or they miss the playoffs, yeah, I mean, I think you could see him on the hot seat but they're not going to fire dave roberts anytime soon but he also hasn't earned that like supreme court justice thing where you know he has the job forever like a tommy lasorda one more world series he earns that he's he's kind of already earned you think his so? job as long as he wants you think so Interesting. unless something like i've extension. said you know, unless something goes very very wrong or he walks into mark walter's desk and just drops trowel and lays a big fat steamer on his desk he has this job yeah, no, yeah, I think, and look, because I, of the reasons that now the world or whatever the name was, not now the world 138 said, because we're talking about one of the winningest managers in terms of winning percentage. And like you said, yeah, he's given a Bentley, but you got to know how to drive it. And in this modern game, it's not. It's not a Lasorda type game. Like Tommy would not work in in the. He'd get canceled. <laughs> well, yeah, he things. would get canceled, but also to like be in people's face all the time. And yeah, you know the inspiration is nice, but when he's also you know talking crap or benching people because of lifestyles or other reasons or whatever, you know, just weird things. Like Dave lets people be. Yeah, what did people? Ron say? I remember we talked when we talked to Ron say say when you guys will have to go back uh, and look with, with on Ron say when we talked to him about uh, about the fire and. and can a can a manager really light a fire underneath you and ask him what do you say to you guys in the world series after you down oh two and ron was basically to paraphrase he was like yeah one of his old tommy lasorda speeches none of us were really listening anyway so look the point i'm trying to make is that it's really a players league at the end it of the is. day it's also an analytics league at the end of the day i have said in the past that if there is a wrong button to push in the postseason dave roberts will find a way to push it and i think what we don't know is who's really making these decisions but i think one of the more underestimated aspects of his job is how he's been able to get the buy-in from so many stars across the way. And players love playing for Dave Roberts, period, point blank, end of story. There's not one guy that has said anything bad about Dave Roberts. Absolutely. And he really has a such a strong presence in that clubhouse. So, But it's still fun to say, hashtag fire Dave Roberts. You it's, guys crack me up every time. I love it's it. A, it's a, it's a, a comment stay or it's a stream staple. You got some, Cody? Okay. Um, Roach said, uh, that's Dave Roberts' burner. <laughs> I like I like that. Um, yeah. Trace Hayward season 2022. Our pal says fire Kevin Pillar. Ooh, I'm fighting words. Better learn Chinese, buddy. Look at that. That, threw, that really that got really, me for um, a loop. You know, he it doesn't seem like he's coming back. So uh, talking about KBO Kevin. <laughs> you watch your mouth. Keep <laughs> Kevin's mouth out your, your mouth. Mouth. Yeah. 
Thank you. Keep, wait, keep oh, Kevin's well, mouth. I like this one. I like this one. I got to read this one. Ray Barrios, Dave Roberts, greater than sign, Brandon Staley. Wow. Topical. <laughs> Topical. Wait, Dave Roberts wore a Chargers jersey once. That's why the Chargers oh, lost. So that explains so that. that. Hashtag ex- fire Dave Roberts. There it is. Bring the Just bolts. Kidding, Dave. All right. All right. We've gone long <laughs> enough. Guys, thank you. We'll be back. Oh, we got another. Oh, come on. What's going Just on FaceTime me, guys. Just FaceTime me. Oh, Mike. Swan Sausage, 199 Ooh. again. Dave is super nice, but the ideas, but the bad ideas are brutal. And then Sermon King, $2, says Ooh. hire Robin Roberts. There Robin it is. Roberts is an interesting hire. No, I, I, I think I saw Nightingale, Morosi, Rosenthal, Passing. They all put out top 10 managers like in the upcoming year. And mm-hmm. Robin Roberts was actually one of them. No. Yeah. Nice. So, and, and he cited sources. So insider so, sources. He gets the game. There you Guys, go. Guys, we'll be back on Monday next week. And then we're going to be gearing up for spring training season. It's going to be exciting. We're getting that much closer. Also, all of us are going to be out here. The gang are going to be out in Arizona, right next to Camelback Ranch. Apparently, we can see Camelback from the master bedroom. Sorry, the primary bedroom in the residence in which we will be staying. We won't say which player we're not staying with, but it's not a player. But anyways, until then, find us on the internet. We are at DodgersNation.com. Do subscribe to us. We are a podcast that is available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We're there. Go pay for it. It costs no money. That's cool. Subscribe to YouTube. Also doesn't cost money because we don't have YouTube members set up, but we might. Maybe we will. If you guys want more stuff, we'll give it a try. But YouTube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. You heard the bell. You can make that noise. Actually, it doesn't make a noise. But hit subscribe, hit the bell, leave a like. It really helps us out in the algorithms of the YouTube. I am Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is DMAC underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. That guy is at Noah Cameras on Twitter and just Twitter and I always forget. Do you have you, you don't really care about your protect it's locked. You can follow me at Dodgers Nation. Hey, that's that's hey, that's he is Dodgers that's my Nation, boy right yeah. there. Thank you for all your comments. Thank you for all your questions. We will see you next Monday. Peace. In a roaring stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. home. 